Welcome to The Cook and the Comic. I'm Kim Burns. I'm Paula Fung. So we are sending out a brand new podcast, and we're going to be talking today about holiday fare. Yep, it's time. There's no delay now. We only have a couple days left for Christmas and a day or two even before that for Hanukkah, and I got ideas for both. All right, so I should know when Hanukkah is. I have a Jewish husband. When is it? <laughs> so um, on your calendar, it's going to say the 23rd. Um, just as a public service announcement, whatever your calendar says, it's the night before Jewish calendar goes from the eve of. So it's really the 22nd, so that's Sunday. Okay, so Sunday we start having to do start with the candles on Han. Uh, yep. I, okay, on Sunday. On Sunday, Sunday night, first candle. Okay, ten candles. Eight. Eight. Gosh, you think all these years I didn't figure out there was eight <laughs> candles? All right. That's all right. So, what are you doing for Hanukkah? So, um, so we we do you know small presents for the kids, and we also celebrate Christmas. So right. we're we're like in it for the for the uh, for for everything. And I do have um, I don't know where you want to get started. I do have a locker recipe, but I also have like cocktails. I have like kind of a bunch of things to talk about. I know that you do too. So where do we want to start? So I think what we're going to do is let's talk about the fact that everybody is inundated right now. If they're fortunate enough to be invited to lots of cocktail parties, so let's start with cocktails and let's talk about first of all how easy it is to get too drawn into the cocktails and feel lousy the next day and then you got to go to another party so what are the tips for that and maybe you can tell our listeners about cocktails that don't make you feel as bad the next day <laughs> right okay yes I'll do my best with that um, I do have two two completely different different ideas here first one which is what you want to like, walk in the door and um, serve to people's um, cranberry cure Royale, and that's um, all that is is um, champagne, a little bit of cranberry juice, and you can um, pop in a couple of pomegranate seeds, and um, it tastes delicious. It looks so festive, and I think that's a great welcome when you walk in the door to a party. Lovely. And then, um, uh, although yeah. the people are always saying, "What is it? What is it? What is it?" That's the only problem with handing out cocktails. What is it? Yeah, I mean, well. I finally, I've um, invested in the champagne glasses. Yes. And when, when you serve it in a champagne glass, I, I feel Nobody like it's, it's, it's yeah, recognizable enough. And the other thing I want to say about champagne is that um, a lot of people walk in the door with champagne. Like, I have bottles and bottles of champagne um, in my in my downstairs refrigerator that we never seem to use because you're always waiting for the really special occasion. Just open it. Just do it. Like, it's New Year's Eve. It's Christmas Eve. It's whatever. Let's just, like, if you have any of this extra stuff, let's just use it. So, uh, quickly, before we move on, what else can you add to champagne? Forget about I don't want a mimosa. Uh, I mean, I had <laughs> plenty of those in high school, really, yeah. so I can't have any anymore. But what, what else can we mix with champagne? Because I think that's the other problem, is that if you're not a champagne lover, mm -hmm. then you're not going to say, oh, it's Saturday night, we're home, we have a fire, and just pop open the champagne. But if you're mixing with something, you might occasionally do that. You have a couple girlfriends over. What would you mix it with aside from the cranberry and the cure? You know, I, I have these, um, I mean, this might sound weird, but I have like a bunch of those, um, they're like mango-flavored, orange-flavored. I have like a whole Costco small they're like small bottles, and they're really like fruit, fruit flavored things. I mean, I definitely lean lean towards like that fruity flavor. I've never gotten over like my high school vodka and lemonade type of drink. Right. So I like that bit of sweetness. I mean, some people don't. That's my thing. Or else you can just do like soda and a lime. Oh, you can. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that sounds great. What else do you have? So then the um, the second thing. So to me, that's like the beginning of the night thing. And the the next idea is kind of a wrap up. I've been like real. I feel like I've like rediscovered um, like Bailey's and Kahlua and all those like oh God, no, you delicious. Have not. I have. I have. It's horrible, but they're they're so delicious. And I mean the old fashioned White Russian, which is really just like didn't you Bailey's love those? vodka? <laughs> yeah. How yeah. many calories is in a White Russian? 
One million. Yeah, there's a million. I, there, I mean, there's millions of white Russians, but there are so many calories. It's crazy. Right. So the original recipe is um, is made with heavy cream. But look, you don't have. You definitely You're don't have to do that. that. You don't have to do that. There's no reason to do it. Just put regular milk, skim milk, almond milk, whatever it is. You you certainly have to um, lighten it up. But um, but yeah, you don't need to use a heavy cream. So do you put yours on the rocks? I do. I do. Super special. Um, blended with ice cream. <laughs> now that's a dessert. Yeah, that's, that's a, a dessert. dessert. That's yummy. Yeah. So yeah, but that's perfect. You know, around the fire thing. Right. At the end of the night, you don't start your night with that. You end it. Okay. So you're ending your night with that. And what are you serving for your? What's your favorite thing to serve for a cocktail party? All right. So I am really also um, back to basics. Um, and. Like just this year on Thanksgiving, my sister walked in with the um, brie and pastry thing, which I don't know if you guys know it. You basically do a um, the the rollable. The, you unroll your pastry, you put your brie inside, you pack it, you pack it right back up like a present. And some people put some like jelly inside, and like by that I mean, um, you know, you could use any kind. I'm really a fan of that like fake stuff, preserves, yeah. Or you know that those the little bottle of the um, it's called like fig something. It's always near the good. Cheeses at um, at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. The fig spread, yeah. So you put some of the fig spread in. You know, you can top it with a couple of um, pecans or something, and you put it in the oven. And people just think you're a genius. It comes out, and people can't like scoop enough of that stuff. No, and then they can't get their coats on because they're so puffed <laughs> up. And that. It's really, it's really know, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's disorienting to eat that much puff pastry. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know, and and but you know what I you know what I buy that I find goes really well with this. Um, I try to stock up on the um, the rice crackers, the small rice crackers that yep. don't have a lot of flavor. They they are very plain and they go with everything. Right, and they got a super crunch. Yeah, Which they stand up to this. They, they stand up to it. It's like all right, I I got this. I yeah. got this. That's what those crackers are telling. Yeah, stock up on those because you'll you'll always need them. Okay, and um, we were talking uh, before we started the show about the my favorite, the cheese crisp. <laughs> Which is really, it's really something that somebody, um, you're going to call us on the next podcast and tell us how to make because that's so difficult. On the cookie sheet, you're shredding the cheese and any, any what else are you putting in there? Well, I've made, um, I have made cheese straws. Which same which, thing, yeah, except cracked in half. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that's also a puff pastry thing that you kind of roll in like a cheddar cheddar cheese or whatever cheese you're using. It's kind of like really a puff pastry twist. But I am intrigued by the by the cheese puff. Okay, all right, we're going to talk more about cheese puffs later. So, uh, what are you serving uh, for? You celebrate Christmas, so you yeah. have. Uh, Christmas morning. I was thinking of doing a frittata this year. Yeah. It's easy, right? It's easy. It's easy. So you set it up I the had night a, a huge uh, ham at a party recently, and uh, shockingly enough, there was still some of it left. So you dice small mm -hmm. pieces of it. What What's your favorite way to make a frittata? Um, so if you want to use um, diced ham, I like I like using um, orange and red. Um, red peppers, so you saute that up. And so frittata, you're talking about the sliced potato kind of frittata? Well, see, I think it depends because, for example, let's say that you want to go a little bit lighter and people are saying, I don't need any more starches. I just had 25 cheese straws and a puffed, <laughs> a yeah. puffed brie. <laughs> so you're saying, you know what, let's just keep it a little bit more nutritional with the peppers. Yeah. A, a little bit of diced ham. It doesn't even need to be a lot. It's just for the, the flavor, really, yeah. right? Yeah. So so basically that's kind of like, um, it's really like a scrambled egg casserole or an egg casserole in, in a pan that we're calling a frittata. Right. And I think that um, if, if you have a uh, um, cast iron pan, 
They they really are amazing. So are you doing that and then putting that in your oven? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think not everybody knows that that's the best way to use the cast iron. Yeah. Kettle, skittle, what was it called? Skittle? Skillet, yeah. <laughs> then I have new words all this holiday season, so just roll with it. Yes. Okay. So, um, so you're mixing that in a bowl, so you're taking your scrambled eggs, you're taking your, you've already done your peppers, and you put them in olive oil or whatever, right? Yeah, so you have to, you have to, um, like, saute the, um, I'll saute the, um, the peppers, and I use a little bit of onion, and what I do ahead of time, because I'm crazy, but, like, my family only, like, they have to think that the, the onion's not there, I mean, you need onion to cook, but no one in my family wants to see it, so I dice them up really small, and then I'll use, like, a quarter of an onion, and then the rest of it, I, I put in, like, a container, and, um, I stick in the freezer so like that honestly that saves so much time hmm. I have like pre-cut onion in the freezer so you have to saute that step first do not work with um, raw onion raw onions really tricky that's why I make my 11 uh, year old twins cut that up <laughs> uh, the other thing is that I have found garlic in a tube I know mm -hmm. that as a cook you're probably like oh my god that's so disgusting it's not it's fabulous yeah no I use every shortcut there is you squeeze it a little plop that uh, into your skillet mm-hmm got the word right this time <laughs> And uh, that it's really amazing. It lends all that flavor. Do they make an onion version or no? I don't think that they do, but just um, on that in my refrigerator, I have the, the version that is um, tomato paste, which is amazing. Sometimes you, you're always opening those cans, right? And some, a lot of recipes only call for one tablespoon of tomato paste. So you squeeze it out just like toothpaste. And amazingly, they also have um, anchovy paste. Yes, they do. And it works. Yeah. It works. Yeah. And no one even knows it's there. It's delicious. You know, what's funny about those little cans of tomato paste is that I'll buy like the generic brand because I know I'm only using a scoop and then I'll end up putting in two scoops because I feel bad before I throw it out. <laughs> no, I mean, I ruin everything I make. I ruin everything I make. So that's okay. Now we're all over the place, but at least you guys have an idea of uh, making just like a Christmas or Hanukkah, just throwing that all together, putting it in your iron skillet, putting it in your oven for how long? Um, I mean, my standard answer is always like 350 for 20 minutes and just, just check it. Pretty and much anything? Yeah, that's my standard. <laughs> you know, when I come from Long Island, everything is 20 minutes away from anywhere else. Right, perfect. <laughs> so, um, so, so 350, that's a, that's a great breakfast. I love being able to set it up the night before. Okay. And while we're at breakfast, can I just talk a little bit about uh, the Bloody Mary before we go on <laughs> to your next thing? Yes, please. Okay. So. How's your favorite way to make a Bloody Mary? Or do you not drink them? You know, I drink them. I have to admit, I don't make them. I'm a little put off by, like, the cheeseburger on a Bloody Mary type thing. Have you seen those, like, super fancy bloodies? Yes, I have. Well, you know what? I hail from the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And if you go to Wisconsin, you're going to get a Slim Jim in your body. <laughs> you're going to get all sorts of crazy stuff that mm -hmm. don't belong anywhere near um, a, a beverage. But... It's, it's kind of fun. I mean, it's amusing in its own way. But if you're if you're not going that route, the thing that I require is the celery stick, mm -hmm. which is delicious to chomp on. Yes. And I like to put two olives on a toothpick. And um, I just like a lemon or a lime on the edge. I don't require the seasoned salt on the rim because I mm, really right. don't need to be taking in more salt, even yeah. though it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I find that that's, that that's too much... Um, and I definitely do like I definitely do like Bloody Marys. We um, Washington D.C. is also really known for their their yes, Bloody Marys. Fabulous. And um, my kids were in school down there, so of course, like the Sunday when we were coming home, we'd be like, let's let's do brunch before we drive home. That would be like the longest four and a half hours of my life because because right. <laughs> the Bloody Marys are salty. They're they're they're. <laughs> 
They're delicious. <laughs> yeah. And they make you want to have a better day. But you <laughs> right. know. But you're going in the car. <laughs> but you're in the car. Oh, and just one tip for everybody at home. Uh, with the bloody, I, I mean, I think that there obviously are better mixes than others. But, of course, you can add the Worcestershire to yours. And if you add a little lemon, I mean, you can you do what you will with it, a little Tabasco. Uh, but the key to me is to not use the best vodka that you have. Don't necessarily um, go for your Kettle One. I think if you use a Smirnoff and it has a little bite to it, it's a better bloody. Yeah, well, that yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I mean, with I mean, you're mixing. You're, you're mixing. mixing anyway. You're mixing anyway. So what what are you serving? There's so much going on. Every time I walk into a party, I sort of feel like it's overwhelming. Everybody goes so out of their way. It's like Amy Sedaris says, I like you. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. you. That's what you're telling people when they walk right. through your door. It's a really lovely thing. So what what are some of the things you're seeing out there this holiday season? Yeah, well, I'm a huge fan of the house party because, you know, I think so too, like to invite people into your home and for people to be invited to someone's home. I think it's such a love, it's just it's, such it's so warm gesture. and nice. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So, um, so it's like super popular this year. Have you seen like the um, fancy cheese and charcuterie? setups on on the cheese plate oh absolutely yeah I've done a number of them myself yeah uh, yeah yeah I mean they're fun and it's the same basic ingredients it's really just like you just have to cut the instead of just plopping the cheese on the platter and calling it a day I mean you just cut it up into little squares and little little triangles and surround it with um, some red grapes and some blue grapes and the almonds and it's just the way you 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 present it and yes, they're gorgeous it's an arrangement and I think the other thing is is that uh, the volume makes all the difference in the world. So it's sort of like if you can arrange it beautifully, but also cram in as mm -hmm, much yes. stuff as you can find. And it doesn't even have to have a relationship. I mean, you can't have <laughs> right, that's the beauty of it next to your almond. I mean, <laughs> right? Maybe can, some sugar babies mixed in. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's it's really it's it's a great idea. It's really popular right now. Yeah, it's super popular. It looks great, and it's just all it is is just you know twist on an old favorite. Like I see, you have some cookbooks here here too, and a lot of stuff is there's only so many so many ways to do these things. They're they're, they're really just twists. So you want to talk about some of the stuff that you have? Um, no, not really, I, because <laughs> you're the chef. But what I do find interesting is that um, I just received. Alison Roman's new book called Nothing Fancy. And I think that's what this is all about, and I really want this podcast to be about, which is invite people into your house, pay attention, be creative because it's fun, but don't be too fancy. You don't right. need to go overboard. And again, going back to why we don't drink champagne every day, or we have so many bottles backing up in our cellar, is because we're trying to make it something fancy when right. it should just be something you enjoy. Yeah, good right? point. Yeah. So yes. I, that's what I, I want to tell everybody. It's like, you know, people still appreciate just being invited over for one special drink that you thought about or one special board that you right. put together yeah. with different cheeses on, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I think so. And people, I think people are so relieved to go to a party that's not super fancy because then they might do it next time. Yes. It's, it's intimidating. And, you know, it's a, this is an intimidating town. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, Lots I mean, of fancy stuff Yeah, everywhere. there's fancy stuff. And pe people just, like, do, you know, do 100% or 110% of everything that they're doing. Yeah. And it makes you feel a little bit like, you know, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for the party or not. But, you know, what? believe me, you're ready. People are so happy to be there. They're happy to be there. And um, I, I want to say last month I was on the keto diet which is much more fun to go to parties if you're on the keto diet because they blindly tell you to eat everything with fat in it. And yeah, I, was right. I was listening to them. The problem is I was eating everything with fat and everything else. So it's like right. that was kind of backfired. You were halfway there. <laughs> and then I started reading this book uh, about the liver. And they're yeah. saying, oh, don't eat any of that stuff, right? So 
what's the key to walking in a party? I mean, I know that as a hostess, I try to have that assortment of, okay, we have shrimp over here and it doesn't have a lot of crazy sauce on it. So if you just want one trip, that's, you know, that's can be a, a dietary thing in a way. It's yeah. Nutritious yeah. With, right, right. Right. I mean, you have to pick and choose. I find there are always healthy choices out there if you, but you just have to like have the wherewithal to, to make them, <laughs> to make those healthy choices when, when you have other good stuff. A lot of things that people, um, always sort of like complain about is like um, a buffet dinner, like I'm talking about not in the home now, like out of clubs or out on vacations and cruises and all that. I personally find that a buffet dinner is amazing for making healthy choices. I mean, you've never seen like, you know, mango and watermelon strawberries look so good as when maybe right. it's like you were saying before, the presentation and it's crammed on the plate and they look delicious. I mean, house parties, yes, shrimp, um, I don't know. There's, there's always a crudité platter, but you know, I actually feel so bad for those crudité platters because nobody ever, ever really digs into a crudité. But you know, they're they're there. You have to take advantage of that. Um, I think for a party, try. First of all, I'm no example on um, actual true healthy eating. I mean, I have the information. I just have a hard time, like you know, executing using it, that. executing <laughs> on it. But you know, try one one of everything and walk away. Right. And really, for everyone, every other drink should be a club soda. I know that's a tricky thing. Yeah. You know, I need somebody following me around whispering my ear <laughs> about that. Yeah, I mean, everyone has that, that little person on their shoulder that's, you know, telling them what to do. Right, so, yeah. So I, but I, I really do kind of believe in that. Every, every other drink can be, can be non-alcoholic. Right, know. I think you just forget. Yeah. You know, I think that you forget that's an option. You just have <laughs> <on> a roll. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right, but as long as you have a designated driver, then it's yes. just really more of a personality issue then. <laughs> Right, right, yes. Uh, so the thing that I never want to do, but I do do, is put out dessert platters. Because people really love the sweets, and, yeah. you know, I think we should all shy away from them a little bit, but at the holiday season, nobody does. So yeah. what's your favorite to I, make? I am full on, on on sweets, and I feel like I have a million recipes, but I did bring one here. I kind of, um, you know, pulled it out of the back of my... Um, um, my binders, my, my recipe binders, and I came across this a couple years ago, and it's really just a sure thing. Um, I brought a couple, Kim, for you. You can be, you can be the judge of it. I will. Um, I'm calling them milk, milk dud cookies. Um, I can find the recipe. I'm assuming we're going to have some sort of um, place that people can call in for recipes for the um, cook in the con. It milk duds. There's milk duds in these cookies. They're actually yeah. in milk duds. You, you have to cut them up. No, no, you don't have to cut them up. Um, so, I, so actually this... Uh, because I couldn't find, or I wasn't in like the right store, which is just really like any store, like a stock shop. But I was running around town, and I was in Jerry's, which you know, you just of course, you, yeah. So what Jerry's has is an amazing selection of um, European cookies, European chocolates in in their corner. So why not just buy them? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they're amazing. So these are these are kind of a um, a brand of uh, I forgot the name of the company, but they're like European milk duds, and they're actually smaller. And they work perfectly in this recipe. Not to say that you can't just use like the uh, regular milk duds that, that you buy. You would just make a slightly bigger cookie. But those, the, this Jerry's, this Jerry's thing was genius. And um, it's basically a regular sugar cookie. And you roll it, you roll it up in a ball. You stick the the milk dud inside, and you you like pack it up. You know, you continue with that little uh, rolly ball like play doh. Roll it in some um, big sugar, and and put it on your baking sheet in eight minutes. You have this, it's a, it's a sugar cookie that's delicious. And I, I never really got the hang of like the true rollout sugar cookie Christmas thing. 
probably because I do also celebrate Hanukkah and it's just not really a thing. It's, more it's a Christmas really hard thing. to do. I did it for years, but let me tell you, it's always sticking to the rolling pin it's and then you use too much flour. Your whole kitchen is demolished by the yeah. time you're done and you get like 10 cookies out of it that your kids eat before right. you've even taken them off. Yeah, the and you have to like sheet. in and out of the refrigerator. Oh, is, really is, yeah, so oh, yeah, I got to tell you, this is much better. Dough so it doesn't Yeah, stick. it's a lot of work. So you know what? I do, I do love to cook and I'm not really intimidated by a complicated recipe. I mean, I can yes. do it. Yes. But, but I mean, I mean, why? <laughs> but I also think it's interesting because, and I think the listeners will, will agree that, again, it's what captivates you. Like, I will spend many hours creating really delicate and interesting hors d'oeuvres because that's what I want to eat. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. because I would, you know, prefer to have a, you know, a, a, a fish on toast with, you know, a little sauce and yeah. dill and what have you, I'd spend time making those versus making... The cookies. Right. Well, actually, since we're talking about it, I mean, smoked salmon is, is your friend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So those those rice those um, those rice crackers, if you have them, or like those little um, toast points. And then you, you can do like kind of like um, like a either like a cream cheesy thing or um, or any like soft cheese. I mean, all right, let's just like stay, stay away from the cream cheese thing. But do like a soft cheese that you buy at um, Trader Joe's, which which is amazing. And you can just so here's one thing I, I like take my softer cheeses, which could let's just call it gorgonzola gorgonzola, a little bit of milk, and use your um, hand blender to make a, like a creamier oh, thing. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, so then a little bit, of, if you want to be fancy, because you, you said you're willing to put some work into this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you a job. You, you'll put it into a, um, a pastry bag that has the little star tip at the end, and if you plop that onto the, the little um, the cracker, good. it looks amazing. And then a little bit of the um, smoked salmon on top. Right. Hour and maybe a little dill, throw something green on it. It's fancy. Yeah, I it's use, gorgeous. Uh, my kitchen scissors to uh, cut up the dill, and then after you arrange the everything on a platter, what's really lovely to do is drain your bottle of capers. Mm. Okay, take all mm -hmm. your liquid out of it, and then sprinkle them around all over the platter. Maybe yes. twenty of them just rolling randomly. <laughs> <laughs> And people are like, look, I know, look who's I in know, kitchen. I know, and like the idea is to make it look like you got it at some fabulous place, right. <laughs> but you, you, yeah, you just well, bought then, it. Well, I love the, the, the most satisfying thing of all of putting all this energy into it is having somebody say to you, "Oh my, who did the catering?" Yeah, and just, yeah. as you sashay away, you see me. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good look. Yep, absolutely. Such a good yes, look. Yes. So I was looking up some crazy recipes uh, because I'm not really the best baker. And again, it's because I don't want to eat the stuff. Um, monkey bread. Yeah, I mean, what about monkey bread? You know about it. Um, I, I do know about it only because um, my, my kids made it in like elementary school or maybe even preschool. And actually, I really had never heard of it before. And I was like, this isn't really a thing, but I've learned to come that it is. And it's delicious. So why not? So it's they, they this is called the crackpot cinnamon roll monkey bread that you make in a slow cooker. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is if you go to Crazy for Christmas recipes. There's over 100 Christmas cookie recipes. Well, I'm a big fan of the slow cooker i gotta tell you the slow cooker is, is your best friend okay so but for for this stuff i mean i've i've not really taken advantage of it for that but why not first of all the whole idea of a slow cooker is that you you put this like mixture of ingredients in you leave your house you come back your house always smells awesome i will say the food you know it, it could be good or not good but your house always smells good when you come home and with that list of ingredients i mean if it if it doesn't work it doesn't work okay so this is the best tip i can give anybody who has 
been frustrated, uh, you know, paralyzed with fear and also put off by the infamous gingerbread house, <laughs> which is, I don't care where you get it, it's a nightmare. And how do these professionals actually put these together? I mean, it's got to be with glue, right? Well, well, because maybe on TV it's cool. Is yeah, not doing it. Frosting, I mean, we try, and then I buy the extra frosting in the can. I'll, I'm willing to make. It never works. But what I found on this site of the crazy for Christmas recipes is the gingerbread bunt cake. Sure, mm. not everyone lives in a roundhouse. That's not really <laughs> the point, Paula. It's not the point because once you have the mold, what it looks like is sort of the whole village, and then you yeah. decorate that. Your bunt cake. It's like a Christmas condo. <laughs> it's a Christmas condo with yeah. a courtyard. Yeah, that's <laughs> I am saying. It's a wave of the future. This is what I'm doing this year. And uh, what you do is you use the flat side of the bunt so yeah. that, you know, it's a flat roof and you can do outdoor furniture. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks fabulous. I yeah, think. yeah, that's an option. Because yeah, those those cookie those houses are, are hard. And the fun part is the decorating. You know, the fun part is is like the you know the M and M's all over and the shingle roofs and there's just right. a million Nilla wafers for the fun part. Yeah, that's the fun part. The whole thing collapses after four hours of working on it, and then your kids say, Mom, 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 put it back together. And you're like, I'm done. No, I'm so done with us. All right. All right. So, um, what else are we going to do for inviting people over? I know that the big thing has always been meatballs. Yeah, so I so my my two no I have three favorite I have three favorite um, chefs and I'm going to tell you that um, with the meatballs for for that kind of a party I would do Swedish meatballs and um, Rachel Ray Rachel Ray is a genius really yeah she, there's I know, a reason why she's still on TV yeah she yeah she really is I mean and her so recipes she's are doing, she's making up these recipes I mean I I think so you yeah. know and she has she has so many cookbooks and you know I'm not sure if like the talk show thing is her best thing or food I, I I like her food better than I like her talk show but her talk show to me is fine she she seems to me she's like silly and wings it and that's sort of like how I like to wait the right. way to operate as well um but her her I know she has a recipe for um um Swedish meatballs that's Amazing. So that, I do that. That is more of a cream sauce. And what do you, do you know what that cream sauce is actually made of? You know, it's it's funny because I could I could um, picture this in my cabinet. If there if there is any way to like communicate with our listeners afterwards, I'm going to figure it out because there's there it, it is it is a recipe of two different um, like jar things that actually a couple of years ago because it's been a while since I made it. I bought a Playland Market, and this is how crazy I am, and maybe why my um, kitchen is never um, clean enough, which we'll discuss on another date. But um, I saved the jars. Because right. I hadn't really come across these ingredients exactly like this before. They're at Playland Market, and, and they were great. So How funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. If I, I mean, you just have to keep your eyes open when you're going around looking for odd things. Like right, right. You just never know where you're going to find it. Sauce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And also, I'm also a big fan of, of using what you have. Right. You know, like, don't be intimidated by a recipe because you're missing one thing. Right. Just or, go I for mean, it. Can or I mean, you can drive to Ikea and <laughs> right. buy their frozen meatballs and their powder packet. Yeah. Uh, there are some very good um, pre, pre-made meatballs on, in, in, in your shelves. But people yeah. do love them. And I, yeah. I have to say, if you're going to put them out at a party, you will have to stand there and put a toothpick in every single one of them because you really can't trust people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little tricky, particularly if you're not using 
forks at your event, which everybody loves to get away with not using forks. In other words, everything's yeah. a finger food, right? Yeah, yeah. And actually on that, um, super simple, which we've all seen it before, but it just works every time, is the, um, the mozzarella balls, the small mozzarella balls, and you know, a, a half a tomato, and a little piece of basil, and everyone's seen it before, but there's nothing wrong with that. The, people know what it is, it's delicious, works every time, and you know, not, not bad for you either. So, uh, it, before we close shop here, my question to you is, what do you think the, the most signific significant differences between the Hanukkah celebration and the Christmas celebration, food and beverage-wise? Well, I think that the, I think that the food thing um, leans sort of like very traditional only for like like for Hanukkah, it's not Hanukkah without lakas. I mean that that's what it is. And then maybe you know roast chicken. It's simple. It's it's actually not super fancy. And you know if I could just say like on the bigger peasant picture, peasant food. Are we going with peasant food? Yeah, I I, I would yeah. say that. Yeah, it's yeah. not Hanukkah is not a fancy occasion. Yes. But if there's if there's one smell that'll bring them back every time, it's um it's a, fr a frying potato. <laughs> Right. I mean, the potato, the, the, the laka recipe is amazing. And I love, I love having had my kids um, invite, invite their friends over for lakas. And actually, for many years, I did it in um, Milton School. I would bring a, um, one of those, like, plug-in fryers. That's so great. And the, and the school, to I can't believe it, let and, me do it. Yeah. yeah, the kids would shred the potatoes. I'd have, like, the Band-Aids on their side. I'd, be, I'd only let them yeah, shred, like, yeah. half a potato because the That's knuckles right. are going to get in the grater. Why are the latkes <laughs> red, Mommy? <laughs> Uh, so, they again, you have to make them into a patty, though, and then put them in your Western oil in your little pan. Though, yeah, right? yeah, but I mean, they, they hardly, they're not actually, um, they're not so much a patty. Like, you do the potatoes and the onions and um, really salt and pepper. There's, the true recipes will say matzo meal, but you can, use, you can use flour, two eggs, and the oil. So, it's not that, you can almost... It's almost thick enough that you can just, like, take a spoon and, like, plop them down. Okay. And they don't have to be uniform. And now, what do you like, the sour cream applesauce? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of, you know, either sour cream or the applesauce. I'm a big fan. And, you know, now I, I can't get enough of um, chipotle flavor, so I'm going to try that this year. A little chipotle mayo, I'm thinking, oh, for really? this year. And where yeah. are you buying that? So, um, I think I've seen that at Trader Joe's. Yeah, right? yeah, I think it's, I think it's around. Um, I feel like, again... Jerry's. Jerry's just has this stuff, has like yeah. a chipotle That's mayo, great. and and I'll get it there. And also, I've made um, sweet potato lakas, which oh, which is I amazing. Bet fabulous. Yeah, so and they're very good. Okay, so my liver book says I should be eating the sweet potatoes like all the time compared to any other potato. I wonder if I could put those in the frittata. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I was going to say, by the way, I would rather have the laka with the frittata than the potato in the frittata and no laka. Right. Yeah. I mean, let's just face it. <laughs> a little hard to follow, but I think I got you. you yeah. You, you know I'm right. Right. Two, yes. se two separate things on your plate. And what I also love before we go here is if you're going to make the frittata and let's say you're going to have a bloody or you're going to make the lovely champagne drink that you talked about for your Christmas brunch or your Hanukkah celebration, you got the frittata, you got the laka, and you really need that little small toss salad mm -hmm. and I know Paula always loves to add a little bit of orange to that which is always <laughs> looks beautiful mm -hmm. um, brightens up the whole table but it's also again feel a little bit healthy and well-rounded than when you're presenting those three different foods yeah would you add yes. anything else to your table then if we're I mean because to me that's like the perfect thing to offer my family 
Yeah, I think so too. And I like that because I do, I like, um, it could be like a bit of fruit salad or a bit of like, as you're saying, using some of the citrus in, in a green salad. And the thing is that we've completely forgotten about um, seasons with our food. And you forget, remember how when we were kids, like oranges and grapefruits were the big thing for, for winter because they were like brought up from Florida and they and they were special. It's a big deal. Yeah. So so I feel like it, it makes a difference. You do need that little bit of healthy something. And just on this thing of um, like fruit salad, don't, don't make the big mix. Don't put like every single thing in it. Decide it could be two things. It's yeah. either like, you know, strawberries and blue berries that's it or it's like a melon pineapple don't don't, don't do this go big, crazy. yeah don't don't go crazy all right so anything else you want to add uh no i'm really happy to be here though and i can't wait for our our next conversation okay so happy holidays to everybody from the cook and the comic i'm kim burns paula fung signing off thanks for listening